Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. All right, and welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The only podcast where we drink and think and geek. Yep, that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> uh, my name is Matt. I'm Adam. Welcome to episode 11. Um, so, you know, we did a theme month for October, Adam, and I think we discussed we're going to do a theme month for November. Sounds good. I, I think uh, this could be a good way to kind of get some uh, cool topics off our chest. And uh, Yeah, we're not going to be talking about movies like we have most of the time. Yeah, we're going to kind of change it up this month. So we're going to do Joystick November. So, <clears throat> and that's, it's, it's, I think it's a good segue and it's a good month for us to talk about. So, you know, our first topic of Joystick November is Debbie Does Dallas. We never talked about this, Matt. <laughs> oh, you mean joystick, like video game joystick? Yes! Well, okay, folks, we are not talking about Debbie Does Dallas. I did a lot of research for nothing. Oh, well, uh, you, you can talk to your wife about that. <laughs> I am not going to explain that. Oh, I was going vintage. All right, well, folks, you heard it here. Joystick November is about video games. Yes. So, uh, you know, before we talk about what we're going to talk about for the first week of Joystick November... It's time to bring up uh, where you guys can follow us at. You can follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Are we gonna get rid of Twitter now? I I mean I'm open to that because I don't. We've never tweeted on it. <laughs> we haven't, but and also, Elon's Elon's crazy. Elon is a tool. So, um, but on all the other platforms, follow us at Geek Drink Pod. Um, I know we got some YouTube stuff planned here soon. Yes, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna get some video. Um, content going, yeah, you know, and maybe after Joystick November, we'll post some game videos or something going on. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or we even just, we post a live version of the podcast. Could get on Twitch. We could. We could do Twitch. <laughs> we need more than more followers so people tell your friends if they want to listen to some geeks drinking and talking at Geek Drink Pod. Yep. Boom. And then follow us on and listen to us on all major podcast platforms that have a drink with some geeks. Um, and on our Facebook page, Instagram, we always post a link to where you can stream it directly from the web. So yes, give us a like, comment, subscribe, tell us what you want to hear about, and tell us about your favorite video game this month. Yeah, that we'd love to hear um, some of your ideas. Um, hopefully, like we may talk about yeah. some of them, but uh, we would definitely love to hear any suggestions. Awesome. Well, with that being said, Adam, it's that time of the week. It's time for our drink of the week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. Alright, so our drink of the week comes from Locust Cidery. It's a wash um not Washington, sorry. I I don't know where it's from, but I know they have uh they actually have a tasting or like a a tasting room here in Denver, yeah. Yeah, and I've I've been there before, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I believe it. I can't recall where it's at. I'll find out before we end the episode. I do know this one's a vanilla bean cider. So it's a uh, Washington apple apples mixed with uh, some Madagascar vanilla. Yeah. It says sweet on it. So. Yeah. So. Sweet. Cheers. All right. Cheers, brother. Ooh. You get that vanilla. You do, but it's kind of an aftertaste almost. Yeah, you never think that that would because it's like normally you get with a, a cider. It's very it can be very like tart. Be very tart. But the uh, definitely this uh, gives it a uh, different. Uh, the vanilla gives it a different kick. It does. Um, so they are they are Washington, Washington, Colorado, and Texas, Tejas. So it looks like they are a uh, Colorado, a Washington brand to begin with. Yeah. So. Um, definitely check them out if you if you're in those areas of the country. Um, yeah, Texas and Fort Worth and all over Washington looks like. Yeah, they're they're really great. Yeah. All right. So with that out of the way, Adam, it's time for our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, guys. So this week we're going to start off something very controversial. We're doing PC versus console 
Yeah, so dun, dun, dun. so I'm sure we're going to have some controversial statements today on our preference of console versus PC. Um, and even which console, or uh, if we do decide consoles are better, which console we decide is the best. Correct. And and first off, folks, like we we would like we'd love your opinions on what you think. Um, but at the end of the day, um, we're gamers. We just like playing games, so that's kind of where we're coming from. And uh, yeah. we're not trying to pick fights, but we, we definitely are... want to just kind of. Get get an idea. Yeah. I thought it'd be a fun topic to and discuss. Just kind of a little backstory for us. I mean, we, being in our mid thirties, we've gamed from the eighties up, so we've seen the almost the full gamut of consoles and PC yeah. coming out. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was your first console? My first console. So my dad had a, a regular the NES, mm-hmm. um, and so that was our my first experience with playing video games. Um, and my aunt was a computer programmer on DOS. Okay. So we always had a DOS computer growing up, and mm-hmm. so I we played all the DOS games, the the Space Quest, Police Quest. Um, I couldn't play Leisure Suit Larry because I wasn't old enough. You don't <laughs> want to play those games. Um, Oregon Trail, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then of course, Super Mario with the NES. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know. Um, uh, my dad uh works with computers, so we always had a PC that. We would put games on, um, but yeah, we uh, an NES was, I guess, technically my first console because my older brother, I guess, had an Atari. I forget which model, but I never played it. So, <laughs> uh, but for me, it yeah. was it was NES was the start. Now, what was the first console you bought with your own money? Ooh, probably have to say an Xbox three hundred and sixty. Okay, my first one will surprise you. Mm. was the Super Nintendo. Oh, really? Because my parents didn't really feel like we needed to upgrade to the next one, and I really wanted to, so I saved my $5 allowance for a year to get that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I grew up with uh, two brothers, so my parents were like, here, just leave us be. Here's a console. Play video games together. Bond. Bond, do stuff, but yeah, so. Um, I guess... Uh, how do we want to really get this going? Yeah, like, do so, we want to start with PC? Just kind of, yeah. I think, uh, so what's your experience with PC gaming? So I've never been much of a PC gamer. I I mean, I've played a few games on console, on a console on the PC growing up, but for me, it was never a big thing for me because I'm just not very keyboard-centric when it comes to playing games. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time typing half the time, and I... Same. Sit at a desk for a living, people. Um, so I that was never my thing. I think the only time I really kind of got into gaming on, on a laptop or a PC was in college. My my laptop I had for college had, um, oh, what was the name of the game? Counter-Strike. Yes, yes. And I played a lot of Counter-Strike in my first year of college. Um, but I really was never much into to gaming so much on the PC besides, you know, having the DOS programs and, and the stuff we had as kids and I'm just going and, and stuff in the computer lab where it's like, oh, look, Oregon Trail and and Chex Quest. Yep, Chex Quest. <laughs> I remember that one. The G-rated version of Doom. Yes, yes. Um, um, but, I mean, for me, that was really most of my experience with PC. I've thought about dabbling into it. Um, I just have never pulled the trigger and, and we'll get into why I've never pulled the trigger a little bit later, I think. Mm-hmm. And what, what, how, how do you feel about, you know, your experience with PC so gaming? So, growing up, uh, again, like, my dad uh, works with computers, so we always had, like, decent computers around the house. Um, uh, the big games I enjoyed playing as a kid uh, were the um, RTS games. So, any anything... Uh, with real real time strategy was always my favorite, like Total Annihilation, Age of Empires. Those sort of games were always kind of my big uh, favorites. I did try to do some of the um, first person shooter games. Um, I was not good at it at all, <laughs> but um, but uh, some of those uh, the sort of point and click adventure games were always fun. You know, I will say. Kind of diving back into my experience with PCs, my grandparents were always having PCs, and so my, I guess the game I kind of dived into the most, and a lot of people I think could agree with this, was Myst. Ah. 
Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. And <laughs> looking back on it, and I and and I haven't played it in years. It scared the living crap out of me. No, it's and I know that there's never a, anything human or even alien or or creature in it. It's I think the suspenseful nature of that world they built. But Mist was that game for me. Yeah, I I can I can get behind that. But yeah, I, I remember uh, getting into uh, some of the Alien versus Predator games. Um, that they had on PC, like I think uh, Alien vs. Predator Two, okay, was one I got into. And, and when I was in, um, when I left high school, um, I actually bought a gaming PC from Dell. It was their like XPS model, which before they bought Alienware, that was kind of the big competitor. Um, and so I just kept doing stuff on that. But then, uh, yeah, just kind of. With uh, more consoles coming out and kind of more games that I was interested in on consoles, I kind of was like, I can't keep up. I don't want to keep up with this habit yeah. <laughs> um, of, of spending so much money to get a new graphics card or a new CPU or GPU. Or it is, or it's, and I, I definitely feel kind of out of touch with that gaming community because of all the streamers and stuff like that. They have these multi PC setups, yes, and it's it's crazy to me. Um, I I don't know about you. I follow and watch some stuff um, content from Rooster Teeth, um, and their Achievement Hunter group. Mm-hmm. And when they do like office tours, I'm like, oh, this is my gaming PC, this is my capture PC, and I'm like, this is how I do audio. I'm like, I I couldn't, I would not know where to start. Yeah, uh, my 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 sister is uh, like she streams on Twitch, um, and um, I can't even understand how how she does it sometimes so um i know she spent a ton of money getting a great pc setup going but it's definitely um a little beyond my grasp but that is one thing you can kind of say for a pc is kind of it's both like your content creation machine yeah and your gaming machine kind of yeah, and that's the thing about PC. It's very customizable to what you want it to be. Oh, yeah. You, you can, can tailor it to your experience. Yeah, you can change the settings to be whatever you need. Um, you can upgrade. Like, that's uh, one thing that's great about PCs is upgradability. Yeah. Is you can get a new graphics card. You can get a new motherboard. You can, you yeah, can definitely... Yeah, new sound cards, new, you know, multi-screen setups. Yeah. These can, immersive, like gaming rigs for those who like racing games and oh yeah i've seen some of those uh even like for flight simulator like you can get like a full-on cockpit like, almost yeah, yeah. Out. or flight deck is i think the technical term yeah right? so um but um, i even saw someone had one set up for one of those truck those 18 wheeler games <laughs> like literally <laughs> built a truck cab inside his gaming room oh uh, well i mean hey to each their own i mean if you got the money and you got the desire to do it, like go go nuts. But I guess that that's kind of the big crux for me is how expensive yeah. things can be. It, so yeah, and and the minute you upgrade your PC, you're out of date. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, like when I was when I was trying to do the gaming PC stuff, like your sound card could go out, then you have to spend like to a hundred hundred and fifty bucks to do that. And graphics card goes out. I was like. Good 300 400 bucks yeah. um you, you you know the bigger and and more powerful your machine is you got to have intercoolers and you had a water cooling up, and upgraded power supply yeah it, and it gets to be pretty expensive and i actually watched a video um where they were comparing the xbox series s so that's the small one mm-hmm. with without the disk drive and they were like if you take kind of the component if you were to like take the components and kind of build your own pc like to match it um because i think the xbox series s is like a 300 dollars console you're you'd be easily looking at a thousand dollar plus wow rig for your pc and so it's kind of it gets it gets up there yeah it does and i think that's i think the barrier for a lot of gamers to get into like really not even so much competitive gaming, but like just more experienced gaming, more custom tailored gaming is that expense piece. Is yeah, you you're not going to start off with a cheap rig 
and get the experience you want if you really want to go into that gaming I'm going to be a PC gamer experience. You've really got to be willing to spend the money. I mean, I've watched some of these content creators. Not only have they spent all that money to get, you know, their their setups. And, you know, the big company right now for a lot of those gamers is Omen Gaming versus uh, Alienware. It's kind, yeah. of, kind of taking the back seat. But, you know, then, you know, you get the customizable point to where I'm going to change how sensitive my mouse is. And I can play Call of Duty and spin around the whole world and look real quick with, you know, just a flick of my wrist. Yeah, well, I mean, and that that's that's a question I could ask you is, do you think, like, mouse and keyboard is superior to a controller? I mean, I think I, I mean, it can be a little faster, but... I think from a bias standpoint, I'm going to say no because I'm not very good at it and I don't PC game. Okay. Um, if you're a PC gamer and you've been doing it forever, I think you're going to argue that it's better than controller. And, and you and me have played those games where, especially with cross-compatibility now and in yeah. the market, you can tell who's a PC gamer because they kick your ass. Well, you can even nowadays, like, uh, I just bought the new uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, um, and uh, there's keyboard and mouse support for the console. Yeah. So you can you can play with that if you want to, um, but I still feel like, even in Call of Duty, I'm not the best player. Um, I am if I'm drunk. <laughs> and I'm not the best. I'm just better than I am if I'm sober. I, I I'm like good middle of the pack is is my is the best I can say. It's like sometimes I'm great, sometimes I'm not. But um, but I feel like still like in this sort of game. I even if people are on keyboard and mouse, I still feel like I'm competitive. Like I'm, I might yeah. not be. Maybe they are a split second faster, and yeah, that could change your KD ratio. A spigeon, but I feel like I'm still like on it. Enough, yeah, I can still enjoy playing the game. So I mean, it's, and I guess it's to each their own. Yeah, I, mean, I personal preference. Like that what I think. W a s d like how to walk around always was weird for me on uh yeah on the keyboard, but um I just found found it a little easier with uh, a controller in my hand, a little smoother to have. Some joysticks and yeah. triggers and just made more sense to me. I agree. Um, so, Adam, you know, segueing a little bit into not so much the next topic, but continue this conversation. What is your experience with console gaming and, like, where are you at now with console gaming? Um, I mean, so I, I kind of joke around that I have the the Infinity Stones right now. I, I, I have a Switch. I have a Xbox uh uh, Series X. I have a PlayStation Five, my first PlayStation, um, and uh, I I just find that I that is kind of my like I just gravitate more towards consoles, yeah. and it just kind of just kind of makes sense to me. So I mean, um, going with that, like let's maybe start getting into the big three. Yeah. In terms of, we're not going to talk about. ColecoVision, Sega. We're we're gonna just talk about Nintendo, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. Yeah, and uh, so let's... so you being you being the you know, and before we get into it, and before we even talk about hot takes about this, being the having the the trinity of consoles at the moment, which one do you gravitate more towards? I gravitate towards the Xbox, um, just because of familiarity. For okay. Me. Um, I've had uh, I've had an Xbox since uh, um, the first the the original Xbox, um, and uh, just have always like gravitated towards that. And then I've had Nintendo consoles growing up. Like I had an NES, SNES, N sixty four. Didn't get a GameCube. Got a Wii. Didn't get the Wii U. <laughs> um, and then now I have a Switch. Um, but uh, this is my f- the PlayStation Five is the first uh, okay. Sony console that I've owned. I've always had friends like you know you go. Yeah, over... you, I always had this, like, PlayStations. Um, I remember even high school. I was the one who had the GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I, I remember. Um, yeah, people coming mm-hmm. over just for Halo parties uh-huh. and land parties. And, yeah, those were those were always great. But it's like you always had a friend that had a, had a a PlayStation or an, yeah. or a mm-hmm. GameCube, and you could get sort of a experience out of that like yeah and i think you know for me i've had 
every Nintendo console but the 64. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I had the original. I still have it in my room. The OG brick Game, Cube, uh, Game Boy. There you go. Um, with Tetris probably still plugged into it. Yeah, I, I, I had uh, my... It was my older brother's GameCube, and we had to share it. Uh, <laughs> we were we were um, both boys, and then I got a Game Boy Color um, for Pokemon. Okay. And okay. I guess do we want to start like let's start kind of with a joint um, venture. Um, yeah. Do we want to start with Nintendo? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and get into our hot takes about the three big ones and PC. takes what are they going to say this week okay so with us talking about the big three um i think we're going to start off with nintendo like you said yes i think nintendo's a great way to start because uh you and I both have a lot of experience yeah. with Nintendo, and uh, and we'll do a more Nintendo centric episode um, later on in, in another episode. Yes, because um, we've got a Nintendo expert that we'll bring in. Yes, we do have a we do have an expert, and uh, it'll be uh, our very first special guest yeah. if we can actually get him here. But um, but you know, um, I figure this is this is the best way to talk. So, Nintendo. Um, you know, I think. I mean, you kind of talked about this beforehand. Nintendo is, not only is it the family gaming console, Mm -hmm. it's very much the innovator when it comes to how you're going to be immersed in this experience. Absolutely. Um, You know, Nintendo has always been the leading driver, not so much technology like graphics and... And sound development, and even Wi-Fi and apps on your on your uh, on your console. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's gonna be the innovator. Like you know, look at look at the GameCube. We went to a mini disc, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of. I mean, they still had the the memory card like PlayStation did at the time. Yes, and PS two. Um, and I think I'm not I'm not an expert person, an Xbox expert. I've never owned an Xbox, so. I'll, Preface that right there. Well, we well, <laughs> what are, what are you getting? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just asking. Did Xbox the original one have a memory card? Um, it had a built-in hard drive. Okay, which it, that's one innovative feature that Xbox really pioneered. And then, um, but it did have memory card support. Okay, so you could it plugged into the top of the controller. But, um, but <laughs> anyway, but I I completely agree with you. I think more Nintendo has always been innovative and how it immerses you in the game and how you interact with the game. And I think the other thing that Nintendo's been very um, innovative with, and it's not always successful, is this the, the shape and the contours of the controller. Xbox and, and PlayStation have always been pretty much standardized. I know the PS5 controller has been kind of the biggest radical take for PlayStation on terms of controllers. Yeah, and we can we'll we'll probably touch upon that a little yeah, later. But but you look at like for me like I have I have really big hands and the Switch controllers do not feel like super comfortable. No, but I think the most and you didn't own it. I think the most comfortable controller Nintendo's ever made is that Game GameCube Cube controller. Yeah. It just it fits well. You can reach. Everything and I think the worst controller they've ever made was the N sixty four because that one was always weird. It depends on the game you play, which way you're going to hold it. Yeah, I think they were trying to be like, "Hey, you have these options," and yeah, but it's like ended up being like everyone would just grab the like the the middle, the middle, and and the other yeah. side. Well, especially because everyone played um Goldeneye, and yeah. you had to have the joystick. Yep, you had to have that because if you if you didn't have that, you were. Gonna get but I mean, you look at you know. Nintendo, the NES, was the first console where you had multiple buttons and a D-pad. You didn't have the big, giant joystick like Atari did. Correct, yeah. You, um, you had that four-way directional pad, and yeah. then you had the A, B, and then start and select. <laughs> and then you had the SNES, where you had X and Y added on, yes. and left and, and right triggers. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I got one of the off-brand ones that had, like, the turbo buttons. Oh, I remember so... those. Mine was... Mine was Clear plastic too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like you could like maximize, like just be like press A. Yeah, it's gonna mash A for me. Yeah, but um, 
I think, yeah, Nintendo's always been a big innovator. And, like, also, I think just a pioneer in sort of exclusive content. Um, oh, yeah. Because you're never going to min- see Mario on a PlayStation. No, or- there's very minimal cross-play games that go from Xbox and, and PS5 to Nintendo and vice versa. Correct. And I think a lot of that comes down to, like, one, Nintendo is great at their first-party games. I love them. They're fantastic. Their intellectual property is just... Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, because their hardware currently is behind, technically, on, like, for... It's behind the Xbox. It's behind PlayStation. You can't have too many, like, cross-platform games that... No. Usually, if they cross-platform, it's a previous generation from what we're... Exactly. Yeah. I think they did, like, Skyrim... But Skyrim's been been out since, like, 2011. I know they did Assassin's Creed 3 on the Wii U, but at that point, we were, it was a PlayStation 4 game. Yeah. And so it definitely... It was a PlayStation 3 game. Yeah, no, and, yeah, that, yeah. you're right, yes. And it came out when the PlayStation 4 was out at that point, and so it, they're always a generation behind, I think, in terms of graphics, in terms of functionality. I mean, I remember when the Switch came out and Wi-Fi play wasn't really even a thing still. They were kind of oh, figuring man, it out. I think... I think... The online service is not very great on no. There's the very Switch. Few, but there's very even few the, games you're gonna play online. Even the eShop is is horrible. But you know what's funny about the eShop though? They will re-release Zelda on the eShop, and everyone's gonna buy it again. Yeah, even though they own it on all the other platforms they own. Well, the one thing I I do uh, enjoy is I I did get the whatever the whatever the subscription mm-hmm. um, for yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, and. Uh, that gives you access to a lot of these like uh, classic games. Oh yeah, you have the SNES and the NES um, and N64. Emulator. Yeah, if you upgrade, you have the N64. And then Sega Genesis has a few games out, so it, it's kind of like it's nice to have a lot of this nostalgia. Yeah, and you don't have to download the whole game; you can play it online on the service, and it still saves your pro- progress. Yeah, and saving progress is something like the uh, like the SNES and the NES, and NES really yeah. didn't do. SNES had a little bit, um, depending on the game, like Super Mario World, you could save. Yeah. One one file. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, it was kind of like, it's it's a nice feature to be like, oh, I can pick this up, put it down, and come back to it. But I will say, I, I think the Switch is uh, probably one of their best consoles. It is. And I think it's where we're going to start seeing other consoles kind of start going is this handheld and not handheld experience you can yep. you can choose how you play almost like the pc you know the switch is i i mean i've taken it on the road um you know megan at one point for her previous job had to go to different parts of the state and 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 do some and do some work and i just sit in the car and play on my switch yeah um while she did her job it's <laughs> so like i mean even if you travel like it's it's great that you could just sit there and play zelda yeah and then get back home and dock it and then yeah. Play Zelda on your big screen TV. Um, I always, I think that that is sort of, they're starting to do some more stuff like that with like cloud gaming for PlayStation and Oh, and, and you've got the, uh, the Steam Deck now. Yeah. Steam Deck. If you can actually get one because they're a year out pre-orders. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing that Nintendo's done very well um is their community gaming, the gaming with friends. Um, Except for Fred Coats. Those are lame. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've got um, Mario Party. Oh, yeah. You've like, got Mario Kart. You've got Smash Brothers. Those are friend experiences. Even at our age, I mean, we've had some Mario Party games where, you know, you get a little salty because I take your stars. Um, <laughs> very salty. I <laughs> mean, your girlfriend team up against you. Yep. Um it's the only time I've ever double teamed Adam. <laughs> oh, sorry, joystick November. Wrong joystick. Yeah, probably. But uh, my, I guess, like my big thing is like Nintendo is great for bringing people together, yeah. like in in the same room, like being there with other people and having those game experiences yeah. is is what Nintendo, I think, I mean, has pioneered. We we sports was. Yeah, it's just having fun with the person next to you. Not, yeah. And yeah, their online service is difficult and not particularly my favorite thing, but I would I 
really enjoy actually playing like Mario Kart with someone right next to me or yeah, playing so. Mario Party. It's it, it's fun to do that, to play Wii Sports, to like um, to play things with yeah. another person in the other room or in the same room. I think kind of harkens back to like when I used to do sort of the LAN parties for like Halo and or play with my brothers yeah. on on an SNES or an NES. Yeah, and it was and always player two because my older brother had to be Mario. Mario, but so I was always Luigi. But um I I kind of missed that those days. Well and then you think about it too. I mean another you know we'll kind of, I think we'll start wrapping it up here on Nintendo. The other innovative feature of Nintendo was the multiplayer function. I mean yeah you had one and two players for the first two consoles, but then you started having four plus players on each console for yep. the 64 and up. Yep. You can actually have four people in the room playing together and not playing, all right, only two of you guys can play at once and I get yep. next. PlayStation didn't do that until the PS3. Well, that's true. And then they're like, we can have seven. I'm like, I don't know seven people who want to be in the same room with me to play PlayStation. <laughs> um, um, you know, and I think they finally got away from that in the next generation. They're like, okay, now we're not going to be able to get people want to play seven player games mm-hmm. in one room. Um, so I think that was a big innovative factor that we could have for gamers in a room playing a game. Yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of like, yeah, I get very nostalgic about like just remembering like sitting around playing Goldeneye oh, all yeah. together. Playing- I remember playing um smash brothers to like midnight oh yes one of the more original smash brothers <laughs> yeah so ultimately like i guess if we're gonna wrap up nintendo i think nintendo is i mean it's the oldest lady in the room but she she a good she a good company like yeah there's yeah. always as long as you don't talk about the wii u yeah uh, yeah but also you gotta think the wii u was kind of like it was innovative it just didn't work it was what the switch was going to be Yes. So. It was basically, and, and, and I mean, we I owned the Wii U because of some of the games we played. It was only on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. It was definitely, I never used the giant gamepad thing yeah. unless I needed it as a controller. It was never for me like, oh, you're going to watch TV? I'm going to play on this thing. It just, yeah. it never worked for me that way. Yeah. Um, I think the Wii U was kind of that middle redheaded stepchild between the Wii and the Switch. Yeah. And I mean, I think the Switch is probably their their best oh, yeah. console, so... I mean, it's it's in the current generation we're playing in, but it came out before the current generation. True. So, all right, well, let's move on to another of the big three, and Matt, I'm going to let you take charge on this because <laughs> I am... Uh, I have only owned you're new one. To, you're only, you're <laughs> new to the new, best part of gaming. New, uh, that's debatable, but <laughs> I am new to this company. I have, I'm enjoying the console, but... Um, I feel like we can talk about Sony's PlayStation. Yeah. You know, I think PlayStation's always been a very reliable a console. You know, we never had the, the Red Ring of Death. Um, <laughs> no comments. Um, PlayStation's always been kind of pretty steady. They don't, they're, they're innovative in terms of some of the technology used. I know um, Xbox has had to use some of that technology now because... Um, with Blu-ray and 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 how the discs are formatted when they were doing uh, formatting for the disc and PS3, PS4 coming out with the same time as with the 360 and the one, mm-hmm. um, you know. And one thing I think is very nice about PlayStation is consistent controller. Um, you know, the original PlayStation didn't have the 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 two jumps the two, two joysticks, sticks. yeah, until later on, and then yeah. you got those, and then you got the PS2. And then they kind of tried to emulate the Wii a little bit with the six-axis controller for the PS3 that didn't didn't do much. And it was yeah. really hollow because it didn't have vibration. And they are like, do you want vibration features or do you want motion control? Mm-hmm. Um, and now you can do both. Um, you can even blow in the PlayStation 5 controller. And it well, stuff. it's like the PS5 controller. Like, this is this is one thing I, I absolutely, uh, I think PlayStation uh, did really well on this generation is their controller. It has not only... The little touchpad that the PS4 which we had, had, yeah, we had in the last generation. It has the motion sensing, yeah, which the other one had, but it has the microphone in it <laughs> and a speaker, and then which the other one had, and then the um, the adaptive trigger. So I the adaptive trigger is new. Um, that is new for and the I PS5, do like, right? Yeah, okay. and I do like 
how hefty this controller feels. Yes, and it's. I mean, I have. I still have my PS4. Haven't played much on it because it's cross compatibility. Yeah. Um. Eventually, it's going to move into this office. <laughs> um. But that's a story for another time. But I like how it it feels heftier. It feels like you've got something powerful in your hands almost. It do, it definitely feels solid. I mean, I like I'm going back to it's like I always had friends that had PlayStations and so, so I, I, you'd go over to their house and try out the PlayStation. But I I do think uh I I was I'm very impressed with what Sony did this current generation with the PS5 is the controller feels like they're trying something cool and different. Yeah. And whereas the Xbox controller, um, though solid, it's a great controller. It's probably one of my favorites. They didn't really do much in terms of no. like difference from the Xbox one to the Xbox series S X, um, ones. And so, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm actually really enjoying that. And then, like, they, I think they have some really cool exclusives. I think, I think that's where PlayStation really has sold it is their exclusives, and their and what they can offer for exclusive gaming is hands down better than Xbox, because you look at, especially in this current generation, Spider Man, God of War, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. I mean, those three are heavy hitters. Yes, well, but we got some heavy hitters coming out for Xbox as well, but we'll get into that yeah. later. And, but I mean, even going back to previous generations, you have Metal Gear, you had the, originally the Devil May Cry series is only Sony exclusive. Uncharted. Uncharted is a huge, fantastic series. Um, Last of Us. Last of Us. Um, I was named Little Big World, which you probably never played. That was a fun PS3 game. I didn't play game. that one. Yeah, it looked um, fun. <laughs> it, it's it's fun. Um, and they have a new one now on the PS5. Okay. Um, those kind of games are, I think, were the bread and butter for Sony and really set Sony apart. And at the time when when Xbox and Sony were first starting competing, Xbox was really trying to get off the ground, and Sony had this plethora of exclusive titles because you didn't play Sony games and Nintendo games in the same breath yeah. and i think the only thing that sony did and nintendo did at the time was like madden and, and the sport franchises yeah and i mean sony and nintendo are kind of the older like the old they've been around for a while yeah. so you have a lot of like established franchises um the other thing i i was gonna say that i like about the playstation 5 is the hardware is pretty much the same between the disk drive version and the non-disc drive version, whereas with the Xbox, the Series S yeah. is kind of, is like lower down from the Series X. Yeah, I think um, the only and now the you can buy a PlayStation Five without the disc drive and buy the disc drive separately and, and plug it oh, in. Really? It's a plug and play now. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, and for me, I did buy the disc drive version because I like the nostalgia and sometimes having. A physical copy in my hand. Yes, yeah, I, I I enjoyed that as well. The one thing I will say, it is kind of big, <laughs> and and <laughs> they've always been big boys. I mean, the PS3 was like a whopper. Oh god! Um, like, and I had the OG for second, first generation, uh -huh. second run, so I didn't have all the issues. Um, same with the PlayStation 4. I had the the big boy mm -hmm. um, until a lightning strike took out its hard drive yeah. or motherboard, and I had to get the Pro, which was nice. It's it smell. But yeah, the PS5 is a honker. Yeah, it's it's a big thing. The one thing I will say is, um, I know they uh, talk about like backwards compatibility a lot with consoles, and that is something that uh, I definitely will say Xbox excels better. But um, it, it does it it did for the last generation. Current generation, I would argue against that. I I would continue to argue with you against that because <laughs> all PS3 games uh -huh. that you if you use their streaming or like their online service, yeah, places now they have to because of the cell architecture. And mm -hmm. I'm not an expert on this. No, neither am I. It pretty much it's like it's you are streaming it from servers built with PlayStation threes because mm -hmm. it was that unique cell architecture. Yeah. Um, it made it so you couldn't like you have to now stream it, and which kind of sucks because I'm a, like I said I'm brand new to playstation and i'd love to play some of these games but yeah you... and that was and that was a bummer because the ps4 had no backwards compatibility yep. 
versus the three can play the two and the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the five can play the four, and you can stream previous iterations. Um, it, that is that is the one negative I'll give the four mm-hmm. in that generation because the three was so innovative that you can't really replicate it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look how innovative the three was. Blu-ray gaming. You know, Xbox tried to come out with the HD drive, HD discs. Yeah, the well, they they were back in the whatever HD DVD, but yeah. it was they never did games on it. Mm-hmm. They just uh, they had like I actually had the uh, little thing that you would plug in. That was the HD DVD drive for it, but yeah, they never did that. But um, like for gaming, and yeah, it, it makes sense because it's like yeah, a Blu-ray disc it can hold. So much more. Data. Oh yeah, and I, and now you know, H, um, Microsoft pays Sony for Blu-ray technology. Mm-hmm. That's true. So uh, well, and, and if you still have a disk drive, that's true. Yeah, yeah I mean everything's so much in the cloud anymore. You know, it's like I I will be perfectly honest. I I stream all my movies now. I have a I get stuff on my Apple TV and yeah, I do buy some movies just to have um in the cloud, but I haven't bought a DVD in probably like. Yeah, I haven't. I think the last DVD I bought was Endgame, just because I wanted to have a physical copy of that one. I think I bought. Uh, oh gosh, I think I bought like the Alfred Hitchcock collection on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and that was that was. Oh like no, I think three or four years. Last ago. Blu-ray I bought was the Back to the Future collection on Blu-ray. Oh, there you go. So I just I'm like I I I find streaming is kind of the the everything yeah. Oh, yeah. for that so but blu-rays are are really nice for games because it's just like yeah you can have a lot on there but with day one patches and all that like you can see that with every, everything so much now because they're rushing them out the door so fast that they're not yeah. ready to go yeah and it's like you can download the entire disc to your hard drive but then you have another patch and another you, patch that's like 50 or, gigs or, or you know you just gotta wait for cyberpunk to become playable one day uh, it's it, it is now it is oh it is it's <laughs> only three years after it came out i know but it's it's good it's 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 enjoyable but um i guess this uh this might be a good time to segue into yeah into um, the devil console devil console <laughs> so um yes i i i'm that i'm gonna be kind of the xbox guy that's um, fine for this one um, keep it i i actually really enjoy it um so like the first thing i will say like i think xbox has the best online service in terms of xbox live in terms of sh- like the shop in terms of game pass everything that xbox like it just blows Nintendo and Sony out of the water on those. And I think Game Pass especially, um, because you can do, like, I think I I do the whatever, the Game Pass Ultimate, and uh, that includes Xbox Live. Um, But the thing I really like is uh, the fact that, yeah, I can download these games, and some of them are original Xbox games and or Xbox 360 games or Xbox One games, and you can download them directly. You don't have to stream them. And you can play them in their entirety, and all I gotta pay is like fifteen bucks a month for that. And I think that is killer. Um, they do have some great games coming up. I mean, you gotta admit that. Uh, first off, I mean, we'll see how this goes. The Microsoft buying Activision, yeah. So that like they could, in theory, say Call of Duty. Starcraft, all those games are exclusive. Bethesda, be, yeah, they bought Bethesda, but Bethesda hasn't done much in the past. But they got uh, Starfield coming out. Yeah, got, uh, a, there's always a new Elder Scrolls, a new Fallout on the horizon. Um, but like Bethesda owns a few other studios, mm-hmm. um, like Arcane, which uh, did a League of Legends. Yeah, they did. Um, um, Dishonored. Yeah. And those games are fantastic. And then they did an exclusive for uh, the PS5, but now it's available on Xbox called um, Deathloop, which is that was super fun. Um, but it's like, yeah, they have uh, they have some good, good games coming up, but um, they've always had, like, Halo, Gears of War, 
Gears of War is fun. I mean, you know, like you said, you know, someone I always knew had one. You know, growing up or in college, I was the PlayStation person. My roommate was the Xbox person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I played a lot on the 360. Um, Gears of War was fun. Halo was always fun. Um, you know, I remember in the dorms, we had LAN parties running cables under our, our yeah. door to the next room yeah, over. Um, and then screaming through the door. Checker. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I like, I think that is like Xbox is the youngest yeah. in this, um, in, in this, compa- in this kind of comparison. But I think that they came out of the gate with some ferocity. Um, they did. did um, you know, I think the market was primed for a, a new competitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, some of these games that are coming out for Xbox are also will be coming out for PC as yeah. well. And I think that even the Game Pass, they have a PC version. Like yeah, I mean, my, this laptop we're running on right now has a Game Pass. I mean, you could activate it and go so, to the Microsoft Store because it's Microsoft. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's great. And I think it's a... And I also like really like the controller. I Again, I wish that they did something a little more innovative yeah. with it. Um kind of like Sony did with theirs, um, like adding some features, but also it's like kind of how Sony was with uh, PlayStation 3. They were like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> like, True. It's, they pretty much always had the best um, the best controller. Yeah. For, like even for like uh, first person shooter games, which I play um, occasionally. Well, it's mostly just Call of Duty and Halo now, but, um, but those... It feels nice in my hand. It it's comfy. I don't. Nothing's gonna feels nice in your hand. Uh huh. The GameCube controller. No, I I will agree. The GameCube is a great controller, but <laughs> I would say of the current generation, I think uh, Xbox has that. And it's like I said, it's and also hardware wise, if you look at the Series X, technically is more powerful than the PlayStation. And yeah, and every time I look at the Series X, I just want to plug in. My my CD player into it because it looks like a speaker. It does kind of look like a speaker. <laughs> Everyone says it looks like a refrigerator, which then they made a little mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, I think it looks like a speaker, but that's just my my yeah. take on it. But uh, I I actually have like I've had an Xbox since the original, um, and it's just been my go to. Okay, and so I just find like even if a game comes out on PlayStation. I tend to more gravitate towards the Xbox version, just just normally. So it's like with the new Call of Duty. Did I buy it on PlayStation? No, I bought it on Xbox. And I know there there's, might be some exclusive content coming to PlayStation for right now because they still have that deal working out, but yep. I just feel more comfortable on my Xbox than I do on Fair enough. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you you're wrong, but fair enough. Only have your opinion. <laughs> um, this is all subjective, by the way, people. <laughs> no, it's not. He's wrong. Um, I mean, I, I will say the only thing I would want it, I wish would come out in PlayStation. I know it's an exclusive because it's a Microsoft game. It's Flight Simulator. Yeah, yeah. That, that I would. I mean, I'm not going to buy an Xbox for that reason, but I thought about it for that reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Uh, I haven't tried it out yet, but um, I mean. Hell, you could probably like with Game Pass on your yeah. laptop. You can even you could probably even try it, and then yeah. you can Bluetooth your controller to it if you if you prefer to play that way or do mouse and keyboard or joystick. True. I just think uh, like Microsoft when they first came out with the original Xbox, they were they kind of were trying to bridge the gap between console and pc by including like a built-in hard drive yeah and And they've done that especially because how much you can put your pc and and your xbox is like one unit together yes and and playstation obviously doesn't have that feature because it's it is exclusively just a console yeah it wants it wants you to just play video games on it and i know like for the xbox one their whole thing was they just wanted it to be your one you know, you know they they created that that awesome Xbox Connect. You know, actually, like Connect was terrible. <laughs> it was kind of there. I mean, it was better than the PlayStation version. I'll give you that. Move, move or whatever. I, I had it. It was not great. I will admit that that was a a a misstep on that part. But yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, let's. Uh, I guess we we're going a little long. That's okay. On this, I think I think at this point we can talk about our conclusions and which which is better, console or PC, Adam. 
You know, if I had to pick one, I will always gravitate towards a console. Um, purely, like, and my reason is this. I can pop in Call of Duty on my console, and I know it will run perfectly fine for the most part. Yeah, unless you need an update or something weird. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it'll, like, you can get these maximum specs out of it yeah. on there, and you're like, okay, I'm good to go. I, I mean, Rather I. Rather than I need to get this new graphics card I need to, to download the driver. I need to, yeah. I need to get this new soundboard to increase the it's it just makes it so there's a little bit more consistency it, it throughout does. that entire generation and I, I mean i'll go back a little bit to our our early discussion about um pc i know some of these high-tech gamers who have to have the, the full rig bit out, built out mm-hmm. they have to build in separate ac units for that room of the house because it overheats that room yeah and i i just my playstation hasn't overheated my room yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I agree with you on that, Adam. I think I, that's one of the reasons I gravitate towards consoles is a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have to upgrade it once every generation. Yep. Um, until the next one comes out. So when the PlayStation Six comes out, I'll get a PlayStation Six. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have to worry about oh, the new graphics card came out, the AMR, whatever it is, and I need. Another four hundred dollars, but everyone's ordering it and it's out of stock, and I'm going to wait six months, and now my game's not going to run to that peak performance. Exactly. Um, I'm not going to have some weird update on my on my computer. I'm not going to have, and I think that's the thing I, I will say: computers can be so fickle with updates, and it doesn't load correctly, and it kills your computer, and you're trying to get previous versions. Whereas, yeah, yeah I've never seen that happen on a console. Yeah. And so that's kind of like I agree, and I mean, there's some nice things about like PC gaming, like I love. The humble bundles that come out, like yeah. the um, GOG, the good old games, like they have old games that come out, yeah. and like so I could play Total Annihilation again from my childhood and have a great time. But I just will always, for right, like I'll just keep gravitating towards a console just because it's, it's. I think it's, it's just consistent. It's consistent. It's upgradable once every generation, and I don't have to worry about. My game not performing. Yes, there'll be other iterations of the same console. The PS5 Pro will come out at some point, I'm yeah. sure. The Xbox Series X Pro will come out. But I don't need it to run any game. I can run all the games I, I could still buy, and it'll run fine. Yeah, you know Assassin's Creed is going to run just fine yeah. on, on this console. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, do we want to get into uh, recommendations? Yeah, sure. Um, and folks, just just as a, as a side note... These are just our opinions. We know we're right about what we just said, but if you disagree with us, let us know in the comments. This is, it's a highly subjective um, on why you're wrong. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, like please, if you guys have uh, comments, like let us know. Like we we're gonna read them, or Matt'll ignore them. I don't know. I mean, it depends if you're wrong or right. I might I might start arguing with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, let us know your thoughts and let us know, you know, what you, what you, where you game and how you game. Yeah. Um, but that being said, yeah, let's get into our geek wreck of the week. Okay. Um, uh, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, the movie Weird, the Al Yankovic story is fantastic. Now, it's on Roku and you can watch yeah. it for free on your mobile device. You can download it to your smart TV, that's, that sort of thing. It does have like commercial breaks, but it's free. I can live with that. But it's hilarious. Okay. Um, and I mean, I know Weird Al Yankovic's not like everybody's cup of tea. Um, and I think you'll enjoy this movie so much more if you're a big fan of UHF, which I am. Um, but if you like Weird Al Yankovic, it is hilarious. It's not. A traditional biopic. Yeah, it's not going to be a year walk the line it or is, your, your ray. It is total fabrication, <laughs> but it's just a hilarious story. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe is fantastic as uh, as Al. Um, and there's a ton of cameos from all different kinds of comedians and celebrities in it. So definitely check it out. Weird, the Al Yankovic story on Roku. All right. I mean, I really didn't want to watch that one, so it's on my list. Yeah. And I know uh, my wife wants to watch it, too. Um, so my geek record of the week, and I will 
preface this by saying it might not be everyone's cup of tea because I talked about reality TV in previous episodes, but I did just finish binge watching and I don't binge watch much anymore with, with having a small one in the house and everything else. Um, we binge watched all of the latest season of Ink Master. Okay. Um, it's fun. It was a good one. Um, it's the 14th season, I think. And it was a, it was a nice refreshing take because they changed all the hosts. They changed all the judges mm-hmm. and there was no, and the, all the artists on there were all previous finalists at some point. Okay. So none of them were bad tattooers and there's never like a horrible tattoo. I'm like, Oh God, how are you a professional tattooer? Yeah. It's just more like, that's cool. I don't want it on me, but I, I, I appreciate the art of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and being someone who's got a lot of tattoos, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Awesome. I, well, I'll have to check it out. I mean, I'm, I'm looking to get my, my first tattoo. Well, he's a oh. tattoo virgin. I'm so nervous, but, um, What's the one with uh, where they do like the bad tattoos? <laughs> it's like a I think it was on like MTV or something like that. Yeah, it was. I forgot what it's called. I saw it on Snapchat when I had Snapchat, and it was yeah. just like the, your ex or your friend would get you a tattoo blind, and you had to deal with it. And yeah, that, um, no, no, that's a hard no. <laughs> I don't care if it's free. But, I don't care. No, yeah. but like I will ask actually. Like, is this like? So for a lot of reality TV, I'm not, like, big into it, except for, like, The Great British Bake Off and uh, The Great Pottery Throwdown, because I find those to be, like, reality shows that are more wholesome. Yeah. Is Ink Masters like that, or is everyone just trying to... No, so, I mean, there's... Be a bastard. No, no, I mean, there's... This last, this last season, someone was kind of a, playing the game where it's like, I'm going to make sure you have to have to tattoo the worst subject mm-hmm. and the, the weirdest place to tattoo someone. Um, there was some of that kind of gameplay, but it wasn't um, the drama. There's no, there's very little drama. In the first few yeah. seasons, there was drama because they all lived in the house and they always had house. Like, oh, we're going to be in our in our rooms and talk, but this is very much like, hey, you, I wouldn't have tattooed that. I think you're just not artistic enough. Yeah. It wasn't that kind of drama. Okay. Um, I, which I, I appreciate. I might, I might uh, have to check it out then because I I just can't stand, like, I, I prefer, like, if I'm going to watch something that's reality TV, I don't want to see this, like, manufactured drama. Yeah, no. Like, people... It's not Big Brother. It's not... Please pack your knives and go. It's not as much as I love Bar Rescue. It's not Bar Rescue drama. <laughs> Bar Rescue, though, sometimes that pops up on my Facebook feed, at, like, little clips. Yeah. It's like, you're watching such a train wreck and you can't, like... Put it down. Oh, I mean, that's another episode of Because my previous life, I was a restaurant manager for over a decade. Yes, before and he was reincarnated. Before he was reincarnated as a better person. Uh, <laughs> it was... I, I feel for some of these restaurant owners, and I also feel for Taffer, because some of the stuff's just basic. You don't do that. But we'll talk about that another time, guys. Um, but I think that wraps us up for the week, Adam. Yeah. Um. You know, like I said, let us know where where you lie on the spectrum of PC versus console. And if you are a console person, which console you like and yeah. why Adam's wrong about the Xbox. Well, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll see you playing Call of Duty. Like, um, get your gamer tag or something. Yeah. Um, and, and definitely we're going to try to start setting up some more stuff where we will have us playing with kind of, you know, maybe doing some gaming um, on our YouTube channel. Or, or we're yeah. going to try some stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. You could watch me uh, cry my eyes out as Matt kicks my butt at Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, or or I get drunk and and start headshotting people in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. But uh, but when we get our uh, special guest, oh uh, god, he's, then, he's well, I'm just, then I'll be crying. He's apparently a sleeper agent with all things Nintendo. So we're yeah, we're, I've never been with Smash Brothers. <laughs> I I, I want to play him in. Uh, Mario Kart just because uh, he talks a big game and I'm like step up Jay <laughs> let's do <talk. laughs> it you've been called out Jason Virgil you've been called out um, so that Jesus that, Christ that's Jesus Christ that's <laughs> that brings us to the end of our episode folks follow us like us subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms and have a drink with some geeks um, we'll post a link to where you can stream the stream our podcast in our in our Facebook posts and stuff like that every week. Um, and then follow us on social media at Geek Drink Pod on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, maybe. It depends what Elon does with We're his gonna, employees. We'll talk about that one off air. I don't want to pay for that blue check mark. Yeah, I, I, $8 to say I'm not a bot. 
Yeah. Okay. I saw him posted on our Twitter, so I mean, we could be a bot. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, um, but yeah, that does it for us, folks. Thank you for joining us this week on uh, week one of Joystick November. Joystick November. All right. Thanks, folks. You have a good one. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. <laughs>